Let me take a guess. You've been listening to Call Me By Your Game, having a pretty dang time, but you've run out of episodes, finding yourself waiting for the next drop each week, wondering where, oh where, can I get more and more Call Me By Your Game content? Well, I'm here to tell you folks that there is such a place. It actually exists. This is the host of Call Me By Your Game, Connor McCabe, here to tell you all about our Patreon network over at Super NPC radio so this is our patreon that we have created to not only support our shows but make new content and bigger content going forward in fact if you like call me by your game i want to tell you all about the co-op episodes that we do these are monthly episodes where i sit down and do a deep dive with a panel of people to talk about a particularly impactful game we've discussed games such as the legend of zelda breath of the wild super mega baseball 3 final fantasy 10 tony hawk 1 and 2 remake and we have so much more to come so if you're interested in hearing these episodes these are a part of our dj toad tier on our patreon which is ten dollars a month and again you get a monthly huge episode for me and some of my most favorite people talking about iconic games so if this is interesting to you check us out and if you want to get a taste of what it's like take a look at the previews that we drop in this feed otherwise we'll see you over at our patreon network at patreon.com slash super npc radio Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, a podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. We, of course, will talk as much about what made playing the game fun and what our guest loves about it as much as we will about the context uh, about what was special when they played it. Maybe for the first time, maybe they revisited it. Who knows? I don't know because I haven't asked my guest today yet. Uh, It's pretty much what you're getting into uh, on this show. A little housekeeping for you is that uh, if you're on the social medias, uh, we are too. So check us out on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod. We're on Twitter at callmebyyourgame. Just the one Y though, so B-Y-O-U-R. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a few ways you can do that. Uh, rating and reviewing us on Apple podcasts is super helpful. Um, I think we've got like 24 reviews right now, which it was 20 a couple months ago. So I feel pretty good about getting four more. Uh, so if you listen to the show and you like it, that would be, uh, share your favorite episode or maybe your favorite thing about this one with us in that review. Um, you can share the show with a friend, especially if they love the game we're talking about today, and if you're of my generation, there's a chance you do you know somebody or you will love it too. And of course, you're probably going to hear an ad for it on the show, but we have a Patreon. You can learn all about it at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. For fans of this show, uh, you know that we do a bonus co-op episode every month, which is on our DJ Toad tier. 
uh, where I sit down with a group of people and talk about a particularly impactful game. So yeah, check all of that out there. Uh, that's about it though. That's it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our special guest for the day. So please welcome Ekans Tosser, Round 2 Hero, and Dodrio Game Boy God, Paige Elson. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That You're was a great, so welcome. That was a great intro. <laughs> hey, I've got to do right by my guests, Paige, so you deserve <laughs> it. Uh, and it was, I always try to, as you could probably tell, uh, have the intro do some, something to do, several somethings to do with the game we're talking about. Yes. And uh, I had to include a mini game one, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um but yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, I know you through the Los Angeles comedy community. Uh, we met, I'm pretty sure we met in Jess Eason's class yes. that we took uh, coming up on two years yeah. a little later. Yeah. Um, we bonded over yes. being from the 209 yes. San Joaquin County area. <laughs> How could you not with somebody else when, you, when you're like, you made it out? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've got a lot to talk about that. Uh, can Thank you, you for saying you, are you that. From, what town are you from? I don't remember. I'm from Stockton. Great. And awesome. you're from Modesto, so, right? Yes. So okay. we've got, so this is a pretty cool crew here. Yeah. Representing yeah. Modesto and Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, literally. Yeah. In that class, um, we had another classmate. She was from Stockton. It's funny because she oh, yeah. introduced herself saying she was from Sacramento. And I was like, oh, well, I'm from Stockton. And she was like, actually, I'm from Stockton, <laughs> but people usually don't know where that is. So I say Sacramento. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then Blue, you were from Modesto. And yep. I was like, what is happening? Just because I never <laughs> meet people from the area in L.A. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it, it almost felt like we were uh, like uh, surprising you uh, with that, <laughs> yes. Way. But that that actually uh, that anecdote about her sharing saying she's from Sacramento kind of rings true for me. Did you, if you ever met people, whether you were like I don't know on a vacation, uh, just not at your hometown, and they asked where you were from, would you say Stockton? Would you say California? Would you say San Francisco? What would you say? It's funny because I always just said. Northern California, yes. like close to Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I moved out and I've been in LA, people try to question me, question me on the actual geographic location of Stockton. They're like, <laughs> excuse you, that's Central California. And I'm like, what? Because growing up in Stockton, everyone around me says it's Northern California. Yeah. So then all these people were coming at me who are not from California <laughs> saying, excuse you, that's central. And I'm like, who are you? How I don't know you. the answer. <laughs> My grandpa who like loves the history of like roads and like maps. Mm. He's like pretty much, he was like basically anything past the great front, great, Oh my God. Grapevine. Anything past the grapevine <laughs> is Northern California to him. Cause he's yeah. like, the rest is South. The rest is North. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, but people also will be like, because I am, uh, you know, kind of close to San Francisco, not mm. super close, but takes me half hour. I'm in the Bay area. Yeah. And, but people will be like, that 
is not the bay. And I'm like, I didn't say it was. People get so mad about regions in California. I've never. What is with that? I don't know. But I've experienced it makes, the same hostility. We are yes! the same in that way. <laughs> yes. So much hostility. And I'm like, okay, I didn't do anything. Like, all I did was be from Stockton. And everyone wants to fight me about where that is. Yeah. So now, though, I do just say Stockton. People are like, where are you from? I say Stockton, California. And I am getting more people who know where that is. They're like, okay. Oh, okay. And I'm like, wow, wait, you know? Like, I'm not used yeah. to that. Um, but more frequently as I talk to adults, I guess they all know where that is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. And it's so like, truly I have experienced that same specific hostility and I will call him out on pod. Now, Edgar Momplis here, you come yes. for me all the <gasps> he time. He did it to me. He did yes. it to me too. You know what? Wow. I think, uh, wow. I think, uh, this is the final straw and he, he, we've been friends for like five years. He will re- bring it up and remind <laughs> me of it. So I'm like, wow, this is really, uh, personal to you. Uh, but oh not to gosh. me for some reason. He so. is not from here. What's his yeah. problem? He yeah. was like, yeah, where are you from? I said, Northern California. And he was like, but where? And I was like, Stockton. He was like, that's pretty bold to call that Northern California. And I was like, what? Wow. Leave me alone. Uh, you know what? You, you, you heard it here fo- first, listener. I know regardless of how Edgar came off on his two episodes, which I'm sure you were charmed, just know uh, this is a little bit of what it's like uh, behind the scenes. Uh, when you were saying that people said that, I was like, I, did, I wouldn't have known that Edgar had the audacity to say that to you because I don't know how good of friends you may or may not be. That's so Right. Funny. This was that was one of the first times I met him. We were uh, working in a new sketch <laughs> group together. Yeah. And yeah, we were going around the circle. And then he said that to me. Um, I'd only he is very nice, though. But yeah. in that moment, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> Great was first like impression. This, <laughs> actually, I think that I think that was the second time I met him. The first time I met him outside of UCB Franklin Theater. Mm-hmm. And he was really nice to me. And awesome. I um was watching a Herald show. I was on Mess Hall, so I was doing oh, the cool. standby thing where you watch for free. Oh, and um, I'm going to be honest, all the people on Herald looked at me like I was crazy and said, <laughs> what are you doing here? And he was really nice, and he was like, everyone, this oh. is Paige, and <laughs> introduced oh, yeah. me, made them shake my hand, and... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm on mess hall. Hee hee. And they were like, oh, okay. So that's, <laughs> you know what? Thank you for, it's easy for me as, as him being one of my best friends to want to just leave off the Edgar note on a negative spot. But that is, you know what? Thank you. Because there's so much good that he brings into this world as much as it pains me to say. Um, and it's funny not to, I, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to go on a, a tiny UCB specific tangent because that's what I do with most yeah, of my guests because we gotta are, do it. that's how we know each other. But <laughs> I remember it's funny that you can get that sort of energy on the side there, mm-hmm. um, which is it's and it's frustrating because I don't I don't want to characterize your feelings, but as my feeling when I the one time I was on mess hall, I was so excited to have this privilege and to be able to do this and to feel yeah. close to it that I was also like had imposter syndrome and was worried that mm-hmm. like worried for that exact thing. So when people are, you know, standoffish and and not welcoming, that's frustrating. Not that that didn't happen all the time, but right. I think we've all felt it at some point there. 
Uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely the cool kids table. Yeah. And they want you to know it a totally. little bit. And you know what? That's fine. But, <laughs> but we're also cool. Yeah. You know what? I'm very cool. So. Yes. I mean, you're a mod writer. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so take that, uh, people on the side. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny. So one little tidbit about Please. UCB again, but the energies between Maud and Harold are drastically different. Oh. And I didn't think they would be, but it really is. Harold is very much like the cool kids. Yeah. Everyone knows who we are. Maud is so big and mm. everyone is so busy. Usually like actors are working on other stuff. Writers are working on other stuff that it never felt like that hostile sure. <laughs> or like or very like we made it it was just kind of like this is work and we're here to yeah. do it and then we leave and i don't know it was a very different yeah. energy that's so interesting uh i was you know never never on mod i i applied once as a writer and i knew i wasn't gonna get it and i didn't <laughs> but uh that's cool to hear that perspective from you on the differences it's so interesting uh yeah. and i hope to get to watch you a watcher, you know, if that's something you want to do and it comes back someday, right? Uh, watch <laughs> your sketches again. Uh, Thank you. Uh, and that kind of is, is a nice little segue into being like, into asking you, is there anything else you want to share about yourself? We've gone over that you're a comedian, you're a writer, an improviser yes. on, uh, and a sketch writer on mod. Um, but is there any other things you want people to know about you? Anything you've been up to that you want to share about? Yes. Um, I'm actually dropping my own podcast. I've joined Woo. the pod community. Um, me and my good friend, Emiah Hawkins, we're dropping a podcast called This Is a Moment, and it'll be out in February. So cool. should I... Is that okay to say? Or is yes. this like... Okay. Yes, of uh, course. You can... You can and truly, like I, I said that... We'll plug stuff at the end, but you can plug stuff at any moment in, in this. <laughs> Seriously. So um, yeah, so I'm excited. It's a pop culture podcast, so we'll be a little broad, um, awesome. but talking about everything that we love. Um, we're taking a moment. That's why it's called This Is a Moment. Great to title. talk about <laughs> moments in pop culture that we love and stuff. And, and I'm excited. Cool. And I'm also an actor, but I don't have anything to plug about that but just everyone know yes just know <laughs> and not a lot of us do uh or have over the last 12 months so yeah <laughs> so no big deal that's ex that's so cool i it was cool this week to see uh social stuff pop up for that and then to see who was doing it and i was like oh that is perfect timing for you coming on the show this week to plug and i think yes. this should come out in it's this episode i believe will come out maybe the Maybe the second week in February. So, hey, Great. I'm going to pretend like I planned all of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is impeccable timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's great. Well, if you didn't have anything else that you felt like sharing about yourself, um, would you mind introducing the game we're going to talk about today before I forget, which I always do before the break? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Today we're talking about... Pokemon Stadium bum, yes. bum, 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 on Nintendo 64. So great. <laughs> uh, I, there's a, there's a, I feel like there's two types of episodes I have on this show. There's the episodes where I'm completely unfamiliar with the game or just have never played it. And it's fun to 
learn a lot more about it and mm. uh, getting grossed and like really into uh, the guest experience. Um, but the end, there's also the second type, which is games that I love. And this is one of them. So Yay! I'm so pumped to talk about this with you. Uh, and also a little another preview is that you. The get the listeners know that we're going to be doing a Zelda Games Club on our Patreon, and Paige is going to be joining for the Wind Waker episode. <gasps> yes, uh, which so excited! I just, I also just, I hope we get there. Let's just get to August <laughs> yeah. and see how everything's going at that point. Yes. Um, but yeah, so thank you for introducing the game. But I would also like to hear about your general history with video games, um, starting from the beginning. Uh, yes. Do you sort of remember when? you like took an interest in a video game for the first time or were they just around when you grew up? Um, okay. So the first, so I always get a little confused because I'm an only child, but I spent a ton of time at my aunt's because Mm -hmm. she owned a daycare and also to hang out with my cousin who was also an only child. So that was like my second house. And I don't know if he had it or if it was mine, but someone had a Sega Genesis. Okay. <laughs> and that was the first console. And um, I don't, I really don't know who, I just remember just having it. I don't yeah. remember like asking my mom for one. It was just like all of a sudden we had it. So I don't know if they just knew and they were hip and they were like, you know what, kids are going to want Segas. Yeah. Or if I asked, maybe I did, but um <laughs> First fell in love with playing like Sonic. Awesome. And I was obsessed with Tails. And of course, you got a Miles Tails Prowl, Prower, I think is his full name. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, and so I was always playing video games with my mom. I remember kids thinking that was funny. They were That's like, awesome. You, you play with your mom. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, when you're an only child, this is what you do. Yeah. Or- gosh. <laughs> Or I'm playing with my cousin. But um, yeah, and then next was, you know what? It's funny because I actually have had a lot of game consoles, but I never felt like a true gamer because I felt like I just played very like easy or like babyish games. I was never like hardcore, but I had a PlayStation, um, PlayStation one. And I was like super into my PlayStation and me and my mom would play and she would get upset. We'd play like Frogger, (laughs) um, a lot. The game that makes a lot of people frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was always so mad because I was just better than her. And she was like, oh! Um, That's so funny. It's not what I would imagine if a mother and daughter playing together, I would have imagined you being the one getting more frustrated. Right. Uh, That's that's fantastic. (laughs) No, she (laughs) would get so mad. (laughs) Um. And then, yeah, had a Nintendo 64, but also played that all the time at the daycare. And then, yeah. And then eventually I did move up to a GameCube. And um, we had a PlayStation 2 for a little bit. But honestly, I didn't play that many games on PlayStation 2. It eventually just turned into a DVD player. Yeah. (laughs) Which, funny enough, was like the... I mean, it was a great console, but that was one of the big selling points was instead of buying what used to be several hundred dollars for a DVD player and a, right. and then a console separately, you got them in one package. So that's mm-hmm. that's uh, really I, – I, I loved watching stuff on those old consoles too. That's cool. 
Yeah, and I love that you can still do it now on yeah. the newer PlayStations because now they don't really even make DVD players. So, yeah. but if you got the PlayStation and you know you got the internet, you are set. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I also had a Game Boy Advance and a Ooh. Nintendo DS, so you can see wow. my loyalty mostly lied with Nintendo. And and you stayed around for a while. That that's like I mean we I feel like we all have drop off periods, but that's like consistently staying with the with those. That's really cool. I know. When I look back, I'm like, wow, yeah, I was always getting a new thing. But yeah. see, on like my Game Boy, I was playing dumb games like the That's So Raven game, yes. the Kim Possible game. Did you know um, there was a, a Cory in the house game for the Game Boy <gasps> Advance? No. It's like a it's like a meme on a, a lot. I feel like I've seen it on Reddit a bunch. It's like, but, the, but what about this game? And it's Cory in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. But yeah, so because I was playing games like that or like Nintendogs, I mean, everyone yeah. loved that one. But um, I never felt like a quote unquote real gamer. Sure. And, and I, for as far as like Nintendo, I always just loved like Mario Party mm-hmm. or, um, I was never good at story games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I like recently I went back and replayed Wind Waker and it's awesome. funny because when I was a kid, I was like, thinking I was, I almost beat it, but I can never get past this one part. And then yeah. when I replayed it, I was like, I was so early <laughs> in the game. Like, this is actually that ridiculous. Happens. I did not come close to beating it at all. Wow. And I'm mad that I even thought I was close. But <laughs> Or like Mario Sunshine, yes. never be... Like, I was just bad at story games. And I mostly liked playing when I was like hanging out with friends or yeah. like playing at the daycare. So that's why I liked big group games. Totally. Which this game that we're talking about today is one of those one of those group games. That's that's cool. Um so I also I just I just want to interject a little bit and be and express that my frustration with uh I think a lot of people feel the same, have felt the same way as you growing up. You're also not the first woman to come on the show and be like, I never considered myself a gamer for similar reasons. Madison Lanesy sort of talked about this mm-hmm. and it's like, well, on one hand, um, that's a problem of the culture, uh, right. being, uh, less so now, but it's still a, an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, exclusive, uh, male dominated, yeah. uh, you, I could go on, but so that's, that's frustrating, but it's, but it's kind of cool to look back and be like, well, but you were a gamer. No matter what you play right. makes you a gamer. So um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's um, my boyfriend reignited the gamer in me because he was like, yeah. you like games. Like, I don't know why you act like you don't like video games <laughs> or like that. You don't really want to play this. Like he had a Switch and we were always playing um Mario Mario Party because I was yes. like get Mario and we have to play it and um, Mario Kart and um, just like any other group game and he was like you should get a Switch like what are you doing like you like this yeah and I was like oh should I play games again and now I feel like a real gamer I'm oh. in it <laughs> I'm so happy to hear this my heart is so warmed <laughs> <laughs> um you uh so was. Was sort of that like DS, GameCube era, like 
the last thing you were sort of uh, into game-wise before this Switch revelation? Yes. Okay, yeah. so that bridged the gap for us. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I'm trying to think when I really stopped playing playing with my DS. But, like, the... I had, like, a... Like, the GameCube that came with the little microphone. Oh, really? Yeah, and because there was a certain Mario Party where you had to, like, speak and do it yes. um, for some of the mini games, <laughs> And... <laughs> And I'm trying to think, was that while I was in high school? But yeah, I feel like I probably stopped playing like junior year of high school. Yeah. Sometimes I would whip out the DDR. Oh um, my gosh. I was really into DDR. <laughs> next uh, uh, preview for the listener and yourself, uh, the episode dropping next week is uh, on DDR. So there we <gasps> Amazing. go. Yeah. That's that's really cool. So you had the I'm guessing you had one of the pads at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had two <laughs> pads. So, cool. so whenever friends were, the, were over, we would bust it out. But the pads get messed up pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So one of them was really faulty. And so it was always like frustrating when you were playing. <laughs> yeah. Like you could try to power through it with a, with a buddy, but it, it, it is hard when it's just not functioning correctly. Yeah, you have to like pound really hard and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> my foot. Uh, did you ever play that in the arcade too or was that just Yes. No, yeah. I did love it in the arcade too. Yeah, the arcade wow. you actually have to pound pretty hard as well unless yeah. it's a nice new clean machine. Yes. But um, <laughs> yeah, loved DDR. That's that's so cool. Um, Coming back to your sort of present day gaming experience, um. Have you played, is there a game, like a new game recently that you've played on your Switch that you've enjoyed? And if not, is there something you're looking forward to playing on your Switch that you've seen like, oh, I want to try that? Um, so I played a bunch of old games on the Switch. Nice. Like I, well, I played Breath of the Wild and that's not too old, but um, I know it's not brand new. Um, and I beat that and I was so happy about it yes um, and you had a, a, you made a really funny uh uh solo sketch on your instagram which is when i was like <laughs> Paige likes breath of the wild i gotta ask her someday to come on the show <laughs> yeah yeah i it really surprised me how much i loved that game because i've been on a zelda journey since the quarantine so i played wow. wind waker i played ocarina of time oh my gosh yes um and then i played link's awakening Oh, and so then, good. Love that one. Super cute. And then um, Breath of the Wild. And, you know, my boyfriend was like, this one's more like open world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What does that mean? And <laughs> then I was playing it. And at first I was like, I'm going to be bad at this because it's not so like clear what yeah. to do next. It's open world, as he said. And yeah. But then I ended up really liking that, and I thought it was, like, really fun and cute to cook the food. <laughs> yes. Oh, so fun. And, um, and yeah, I ended up really enjoying the open world aspect more than I thought because I was like, I'm not good. I'm not going to – I don't know. And But, no, it was very fun, and I wow. liked living in that. That's so cool. Look at you now. You 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 doubted yourself, and I'm seeing a pattern here. Is not that you doubted yourself, but it's like you set your expectations low, only mm-hmm. to totally surpass them. Uh, 
And I, I am really happy to hear that uh, you enjoyed that game because uh, as much as I enjoyed it too and have played a few open world games, it's not my favorite genre, but I do can really get sucked in. I also understand the barrier that that can present sometimes. Yeah. Because um, I grew up uh, being – because I was privileged, I had so many games to play. So if I couldn't finish one, I would just like bounce off of it as opposed yeah. to sort of persevering. That was part <laughs> of why story games were also – tough for me yeah but linear eventually if it was linear enough i could do it so i guess i'm just what i'm trying to express is i think that's cool that you ended up finding the like your own way to love that game and you yeah. beat it <laughs> it's awesome yes and i was so happy because i didn't really even look anything up like i really wow. yeah because nice. some of the other games i had to look some yeah. stuff up but like Link's Awakening I didn't look anything up and then um, Breath of Wild actually okay at the end I was like almost done with everything but I had a couple memories left oh yes and so I oh, did have fair. to that's I had fine. to look up if, like two or three memories but that's nice. it <laughs> I will I will never shame someone for looking stuff up to experience a game because I do it all the time yeah uh, <laughs> and I did the same thing for I think the last couple memories and then Link's Awakening, I think, do you remember that dungeon? It's near the end where you use that like ball and chain to like make the floor fall. Yes. I just didn't understand what it was trying to get me to do. So I looked yeah. it up and was like, oh, okay. So Yeah, that one was hard. Yeah. Yeah. But way to go, man. I, I'm kind of inspired by you. I want to practice <laughs> that a little more. Thank you. Yes. I know. I, I honestly didn't think it would happen, but... Um, I don't know, because Link's Awakening was more like puzzles. I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Let me just try it and see if I can yeah. do it. Because before I was like, let me just look this up. Like I, you know, was like, I'm not good, whatever. Let me look it up. Um, but then I was like, no, let me try. <laughs> Dang. That's reward. I did it feel rewarding when yeah. that happened? Okay, it felt cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I love when a game is like a puzzle, like some of those in Link's Awakening that is uh, it's challenging. You really have to think about it. But then when you solve it, finally, mm -hmm. you feel like the smartest person in the world. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess my last question is when you replayed Wind Waker, did mm -hmm. you play that on the GameCube or the Wii U? So I played it through a simulator on a laptop, but like the Great. GameCube version, we had a GameCube awesome. controller and yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, and thank you for sharing uh, so much about your game experience. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, that was a, that was a really, really, it's always really cool to hear from people's gaming backgrounds. And this was no exception. Um, thank you. So it's been a journey. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I believe it. Um, <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break before we come back and talk about Pokemon Stadium. Uh, so yeah, I'll see you on the other side.
Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a Comedy Show anywhere podcast can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the episode, of course, where we're discussing Pokemon Stadium with Paige Elson. Paige, welcome back to the show. Here we are. Thank you. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and like I told you before the show, uh, before we dive into uh, your personal history with the game, I'm going to give us a little quick rundown of the history and context just in case the guests isn't familiar because unfortunately this game was only ever available in 64 and so it's not something you can stumble upon on like the switch (gasps) online or whatever right Um, i didn't even think about that yeah it stinks i i got i've got some big gripes but anyway (laughs) i'll leave those aside and dive right in uh pokemon stadium is a monster battling RPG for the Nintendo 64. It was the first Pokemon game to feature 3D models of all Generation 1 Pokemon and even allowed for the transfer of them from Game Boy games to the to Pokemon Stadium for battling. Uh, it was released on February 29th, 2000 and featured a variety of modes from exhibition battles, tournaments, the gym leader castle mini games, and even allowed you to play Pokemon red, blue, and yellow via the N64 transfer pack, which it came packed in with. Um, it went on to become one of the best selling titles on the Nintendo 64, even though it was met with some mixed reviews. Uh, that said, this was an absolute must have as a Pokemon fan and added many fun challenges to the Pokemon formula in an awesome stadium format. Um, history and context wise, did you have anything you wanted, uh, or felt like we had to add to that? (laughs) Um, no, but I also read it had mixed reviews or whatever. And I was surprised. I was like, wait, what? Why? I, I thought the same thing. Um, did here's my speculation and if you have anything you want to share please do as well i'm the only thing i could really think of was that maybe it was announced that there was a pokemon game coming to the n64 like a like not just pokemon snap which i think is fantastic right uh but and i guess if you were to hear that as a fan of the games at the time you might think oh my gosh they're giving us a full 3D Pokemon adventure. That, <laughs> mm. But that's, you know, that's an issue with expectations and jumping the gun before they announce what the game is. So right. that's that's my only guess. I know that th- some people have issues with like some of the audio in the game, but Oh, yes. Overall, I mean, I was just surprised to see that. Yeah. I was like for what? Like, I know. How I dare know. how dare they? <laughs> um yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to add or you want to jump forward? Um, no, we can jump forward. That's okay, cool. the mu- as much of the history. Oh, it came out in 1999. Yes. Right? I yeah, read that. In, it, in Japan <laughs> in 1999. Okay. And then uh, in the U.S., uh, February 29th, 2000. Okay. And uh, f- this won't. I have some fun facts for you at the end of the show. It's part one of the segments I'll do. Oh, yeah. A little preview is that 
that version that was released uh, in Japan was not the full game. It was oh. uh, it was a uh, not completed <gasps> version that only had forty two Pokemon available in it. Oh my so, gosh! Pretty strange. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's about all the history <laughs> I I had to share. And let's get into it. So, all right. your history with the game. Um, one thing I want to ask you first is, uh, when this game showed up, were you a Pokemon kid? Did you have the games? Did you watch the show? What? Where were you in Pokemon? So I did watch the show. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was not like. A Pokemon expert. I know, like, you start talking Pokemon and people are like, you better come correct. But, yeah, they're um, pretty strict on that. Uh, I don't want to call them the Edgar Mumplishers of Pokemon, but <laughs> maybe for the sake of discussion, the Edgar Mumplishers of Pokemon. <laughs> yes. So I wasn't that level, but I just was like, Pikachu is the cutest thing yeah. ever, and I love. Um, so, yeah, that was about it. And I just, I don't. I guess my mom, yeah, knew I liked Pikachu, bought yeah. me this game. And, but the funny thing is, is I forgot like when this came, when the game came out, because we were playing this game for so long, like at my aunt's daycare. I love it. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, this came out in 99 slash 2000. We were playing this for forever, I feel like, because <laughs> because with the Nintendo at the daycare, we weren't getting that many like updated games yeah. unless like kids were bringing their games from home. But so we we played Pokemon Stadium for a long time. <laughs> I'm so proud to hear that. Uh, <laughs> so not being a big fan of the game, had you played the Game Boy games at all or was it just like, no, Pikachu in the show was mostly your interest in it? Um, at the time, I don't think I had a Game Boy yet. So yeah, it gotcha. was mostly the TV show. But you know what? I think my cousin did. So I would like watch him play sometimes. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have an original Game Boy. I only got a Game Boy Advance, like when gotcha. that came out. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My mom bought this thinking, I guess she knew. I don't know. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Good on you, mom. That was a... Uh... <laughs> Quite the clutch purchase. Um, I love hearing that. So so this game shows up. Um, do you remember, like, what do you like about this game? Is there anything that sticks out first, like a part of it that you want to talk about? Yeah, I, this is why I go back to being like, well, I'm like a lame gamer because <laughs> I was just obsessed with the mini games. Yes. Like that yes. was my realm. I'm, that's why, like, I'm good at like, puzzles i'm good at clicking buttons really fast yeah. i'm good at like those small task things in yes. games so i always loved a mini game and that's i think probably why i also love mario party because it's all about the mini games and so i was just like a little mini game queen and always wanted to play the mini games <laughs> amazing uh that that just brings me so much joy because that is a i feel like that was almost like an afterthought of this game. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's Pokemon. The focus is to be expected that it's about the battling and whatever. Right. But I also spent so much time playing these mini games and they're, <laughs> for the most part, so much fun. Yes. Uh, do you have, like, do you remember any of them that, like, stood out to you? Um. Yeah, it's funny. I was going back through them and I was like, wait, I love, like, 
all of them. Um, but I really <laughs> love the sushi one was super fun. Oh, with Lickitung. Yes. Yes. But it's it's really funny. So, you know, the like gold looking sushi yeah. um, <laughs> at the daycare. It, unfortunately. <laughs> it was just funny because it was like gold. The And I think it was worth a lot of money because it's like you have to eat the most expensive sushi or whatever. Yes. The <sighs> kids would always be like get the money get the money get the one that's the money because they thought that like this is at like the daycare money. yeah so like when we're all playing and we're like oh they're like get get the money get the money and oh it was gosh. it was just that gold piece of sushi yeah. and i was um re-watching like a clip and i was like that doesn't look like money why were they saying <laughs> why were we calling that a stack of money but oh my gosh um and then, okay, wait, you know the little, the green thing that's like spicy? Yes. Is it wasabi? That's my guess. I didn't put that together until today. I just remembered as a kid to stay away from it. Otherwise, otherwise, lick a tongue's going to freak out. Yes, I I didn't put that together. And I thought it was some hot soup. And oh. then the other, <laughs> because it looks like a cup. It yes. doesn't look like a little bowl. Um, but then I was watching it and I was like, yeah, I was um, telling my boyfriend, I was like, yeah, remember this one was the spicy one. He was like, yeah, because it's wasabi, right? And I was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) I don't know about you, but as a kid, uh, like my parents were pretty plain cookers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like it was it was sort of like meat and potatoes for a long time. Not not exactly that, (laughs) but like that's a placeholder I'll use. And we never had. I didn't have sushi until I was like with friends who were right. adventurous. I was I had the worst palate, so <laughs> I wouldn't have had any clue what it was. Yeah, I think I started eating sushi in like middle school. So I cool. I would so cool. eat it a lot because there was this really good spot in this center called the Lincoln Center and – it was called Show Me. And so we mm. would always, we'd think we're fancy and be like, we're going to show me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. little sushi. <laughs> oh, that's so but, cool. Yeah, I loved that one. Um, I love, yeah, the Ekans ring toss. That one was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was... I think it felt different than a lot of them just because you it felt cool to flick the control stick like you were actually yeah. controlling it. I don't know about how you felt. Yeah. No, I loved when you could get like a really far one. I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, or like a far diagonal one. That one felt really satisfying. Just f- feeling it's the most very much the most reminiscent of like a, a lot of the carnival carnival game mm-hmm. uh, here. And yeah, you're just tossing uh, ringed Ekans at little <laughs> poor little diglets. Yeah. Uh, and I think and that's gold one of the, ones. Yeah. The gold ones. Uh, not don't get the money, but they are gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do you, probably a fan of the Rattata one. Yeah. The racing one. It's pretty He's, fun. I always thought he was cute. Lol. Yeah. Little rat. <laughs> in the, I remember playing the game and not liking Rattata. Rattata's also an enemy right. fight early on a bunch, so you get annoyed. And those yeah. early sprites are – I'm nostalgic for them. They're very <laughs> ugly. But he's yeah. so cute in this game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's cuter in this game. Um, and then I liked the one where you're digging for water. I'm forgetting <laughs> the Pokemon's name. but I'm, uh, Sandshrew. Sand true. But yeah, yes. I like you clicked L and R just really fast and yeah. 
I love a fast button game because I'm yeah. like, I got I got fast reflexes. Boom, 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 boom. So. Totally. A nice thing to just like, uh, even though you're doing something really fast and it feels intense, it's just like, okay, this is just this one thing I got to do. I don't mm-hmm. have to like run around and dodge and then attack right. or whatever. Um, I always thought it was kind of funny because Sand True is is weak to water type moves. So I thought it was funny that when you know the winner digs to the bottom the fastest, right. this little water geyser shoots him up. And I remember as a kid just being like, he he's weak against water. That shouldn't have <laughs> just being a little That is jerk. so funny. Cause yeah, that really is a weird uh like reward you're... Yeah. He does look cute up there though on his little Yes. Wa- like water geyser or whatever. Um, it is really cute. Did you, were any of them, if you remember, I know like asking questions about these games can sometimes be funny because we are not always going to remember. <laughs> right. Were any particularly challenging or hard for you? Because I can think of one in my head that like was the challenging one for me. Yeah. The Clefairy one. We're on the same page, my friend. Yes, oh, the- we're on the same page. I didn't even <gasps> do that. Uh, <laughs> that one's definitely the hardest. And I felt so accomplished if I could yes. get through that one all the way. Does I, I didn't watch a video of it, uh, but I feel like I remember Clefairy almost like faking you out sometimes. Is that? Yes. Does that ring a bell? Oh my gosh. Yes. The teacher... Yes. Would kind of fake you out. Um, yeah. Gosh, and you, you had to be really focused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard enough trying to like, ta- like remember all of the, all of the directions you're supposed to do, let mm-hmm. alone ugh, that fake out was so rude. Um, yes. Another one that I had trouble with sometimes was the drowsy one. Where oh, like the, it's yes. Like that was my least favorite. Yeah. I, gosh. When I when I first played it though, I didn't really get what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I just remember like clicking the button over and over, and I was like, "What the freak is happening?" And <laughs> just end up asleep. And I was so mad. And then obviously Ugh. I figured it out, but I just remember being the most annoyed at that game. <laughs> uh, I am tempted sometimes to just get this out and play the mini games. It's I thought they yeah. were that good, like. I don't need to always battle as much as I adored it. Like right. I love the mini games, especially with friends. <laughs> like, of course. Yes, exactly. That's so fun um, it, playing with friends. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where I'm like, well, the next time this has been a theme on this show for the last ten months. Like the next time I can have some friends over and play Pokemon Stadium, I will. <laughs> uh, but it, truly, I that would it. be really fun. I I think. There's enough nostalgia in the people in our age range to where, like, if you were had people over and you're having drinks, it'd be like, yes. let's play these mini games. People would be down, <gasps> yes. right? For uh, sure. This is me trying to get uh, us to form a plan to convince people to play <laughs> an old Pokemon game. We have to. Yeah. Okay, um, wait. Do you know when uh, Pokemon Stadium 2 came out? Uh, No. I want to say it was, like, probably the next year or maybe two years after, but right around okay. there, I would say. Because I also played that one and totally forgot about it because I really – did you play that one? I did, but a l- significantly less. And I I, I yeah. still have it, but I, I was more on the first one. Yeah, I definitely played the first one more. But in the second one, I really liked that egg one where you're catching the falling eggs. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, my gosh, yes. It's that pe- What's that Pokemon's name? Is, um, is it – pink uh, and chubby and – Oh, is it Chansey? Pouch. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 
And I was thinking that was on the first one. So that's oh, why, gotcha. That's why I was looking it up. I was looking at videos. I was like, wait, where's that egg game? And then yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot there was a number two. And yeah, I had a whole journey with number two as well. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's funny because um, the, the, so that's part of Gen 2, which is gold, silver, and crystal. The mm-hmm. Pokemon games, and those are my favorite. But for whatever reason, I didn't play Stadium Two as much. I oh. maybe that's a that's something for me to explore. Uh, um, was there anything else about the mini games in the first one that you felt like sharing? I also the you know the game. Um, shoot, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm offending the Pokemon community, um, but the <laughs> Pokemon that is like. Um, it lo- it's green and really triangular. Metapod. Metapod. Yes. The game with also, him. Also, they're not offended. They don't like Metapod. You're okay. <laughs> um, where you had to harden uh, before the rock hit you. Yeah. That game was like stressful because you would drain your mm-hmm. life every time you had to harden, but you yeah. had to harden to protect yourself from the rock. So you had to use it very sparingly. Yes. That's hard. I'm so glad you, I would have maybe just skipped over that right now Um, (laughs) because that's, I forget how interesting that is that not only you're doing the timing Mm -hmm. of just trying to, you know, press your harden button right as that boulder, a boulder flying at these Pokemon, (laughs) (laughs) like probably going to kill them. He's a bug. Uh, Right. (laughs) But not only do you have to do that, but. Um, it's interesting that they add the little meter element. Like mm-hmm. you only have this much stamina to work with. So if you hold it, it's going to run out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is stressful because it, it, as you probably remember, it just comes at the end. It's just like boulder, yes. boulder, boulder. Yeah. Scary. So you have to be like quick at the end too of like, press it, let go, press it, let go. Um, yes. Otherwise you'll drain too much if you're just holding it down. So you have to be, it's really hand-eye quickness yeah. gosh uh that i also would have maybe forgotten about the uh the pikachu voltorb one though with the electricity right. yeah um you maybe you can tell me because i don't remember were you just pressing one button really fast or was that the one where there's like the two colors pop up it's the two colors that pop okay. up so you're either pressing <laughs> b a bunch or a a bunch and then at the end whoever has the biggest shock wins amazing do you this is a little inside baseball but do you remember how you used to press a like how did you hold do you remember how you held the controller and did that because i know how i did it well i i actually did go up and down with my thumb but i know another technique was like holding your index finger and your thumb together and sliding it back and forth over the buttons wow Um, that's a pro move i didn't even know (gasps) really yeah that's what i think i learned that at the daycare but it always felt kind of like cheating yeah um hey you know what you're you're just that's a that's your ingenuity at work right there (laughs) gosh that's that's true i those and that is like as we've referenced several several times it's it's the Mario party of it. And it's mm-hmm. so fun to like, for like 30 seconds, you and your friends are just going to pound on a controller <laughs> as fast as you can. And whoever's the most insane person to do it fast enough wins. Yep. Uh, <laughs> How did playing, you do it? I would do, um, if if I'm remembering correctly, I think I would just, well, in fact, I don't know. Would you do them back and forth or was it one at a time? 
one at a time. Okay, so I think I would like hold the hold the controller up like this, and then just like as fast as I could do that. Um, that because I is felt smart. I, yeah, that's faster. The thumb, I could not do it quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. The index, that's that's a lot better. I should have been doing that. Yeah. So. Well, hey, you know, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, did we get? Did we touch all of them at this point? Or um, I know I'm trying to think. I could look them up really quick, just in case, because I would be very. You know, what? I've got the I've got the thing up right now. The Wikipedia page. Who am I kidding? Uh, Amazing. Let's see. Sushi Go Round, we covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snore War, which was the drowsy one where you're falling asleep. Yes. Uh, Rock Harden. Oh, the one that we forgot was, uh, which actually is kind of a fun one and I wouldn't have expected it, is uh, Magikarp Splash. Oh. Where yeah. you just hit that like yeah, ticker. Yeah, actually, yes. I really liked that one. I yeah. totally forgot about it. Yeah, what do you remember? Do you remember anything specific about it? Um, I just really like. I always like really felt the rhythm as yeah. I was doing it, and it felt like, um, almost like a song. Like you really had to like be in the rhythm of like totally hitting the thing because if you pressed A again too quickly, like you only went half up or like yep. I don't know. So yeah. I. I felt that game in my body. Yes. (laughs) I remember it in a very similar way. Yeah. Like as, so you're pressing, I think a, either a or B, Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't matter um, to make your magic harp as the only thing he can do is flop up in the air (laughs) to hit this little dinger, this ticker. And, but when you fall to the ground, as Paige is saying, if you time it well enough in the rhythm, you'll bounce back up in, in that falling rhythm. So as opposed to falling down, and then having to like gather yourself yes. sort of uh wow i'm just looking at these games i know we've been like mario party mario party but it's cool the variety of yeah. them and the different sort of uh the th- elements that they bring in here i'm i don't think i've ever fully appreciated it i mean i've always loved them and i was hoping you were going to want to talk about them but <laughs> just now is the most i think i've ever had the most respect i've ever had for the mini games as a collection it's pretty great yeah they're fun. <laughs> um, so were there other elements? I know you're a big minigame person, but did you do the battling? Did you try the gym leader tower? Were you into any of that part too? I did do the battle, but like I just never felt like I knew what I was doing. I was yeah. just kind of like, whatever, I'll press this one. Like I had no yeah. strategy or anything. So um, that's why I didn't care as much about yeah. it. Because I was just like, what do I... I didn't I didn't know how to strategize or really yeah. like think about who I'm using and the attacks I'm going to do. So I was just kind of pressing buttons. But I mean, I did play it and it was fun and I felt cool if I happened to win. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah there was no real thought. But I liked um, using like water Pokemon. Nice. And, or fire. I wasn't into like the earth as much. I yes. was either like water or fire. So. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, does that does that go to your personality at all? Is there a tie in there? Um, I don't know. But <laughs> but you know what? It's funny thinking about um, water and fire. I'm watching Naruto right now. Oh, wow. And also thinking about how that relates to like Avatar. Like mm-hmm. in all these anime, Japanese-inspired shows – they're always dealing with the elements, I feel. Yeah. You always have, you know, 
wind, water, fire, earth, and yep. Um, even in like, did you do you watch anime? Very little, but I've okay. watched. I started Avatar a while ago, being like, I'm gonna watch this because I'm sophisticated, and then I didn't finish it. <gasps> so, but please. Well, I was just gonna say, even in like Hunter Hunter, like it's in a lot of these always slightly different but yeah. um but now i'm just like oh yeah pokemon like is an anime and so yes this is you know a through line it is totally. the, the elements <laughs> yeah and that's a, a big i think i never played a pokemon style like any sort of rpg before this this was pokemon red was definitely my introduction which is nice because mm-hmm. it's pretty basic and you're only dealing with one Pokemon at a time. Right. Um, but that's how where my understanding developed of like, oh, fire's good against grass, but mm-hmm. but fire's not good against water, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. So it's it's cool how that also, to, to your point, sort of uh, permeates through all sorts of like media, but specifically like uh, anime. It's like those magical sort of elements are always there. Yeah. Um. This so famously too. Also, you should not feel bad about a not uh, not winning many battles in this game because <laughs> it is notoriously very hard. And, okay, good. I feel um, better. Even for like a kid who was a f- obsessed with Pokemon, had beat the game through and through, knew knew my stuff for the most part. It is so difficult uh, because for many reasons uh, they have stacked the like battles to be. It also functions differently than the normal Pokemon game. Normally, mm. you have up to six Pokemon in your party, and you can send out right. all six in a battle if if you need to. Right. Um, but in this one, it has this, which I actually really love about it. Uh, it introduces this different way of playing where you have six in your party, but then when you're battling a friend, a computer, whatever, you select the three to bring mm-hmm. in so you right. can like see each other's rosters and you can guess <laughs> who they're gonna bring but right but maybe they're second guessing it and they're gonna bring in that pikachu you don't expect to be in there mm-hmm. um that was really cool and yeah it's notoriously hard so no shame whatsoever <laughs> um but a couple of things i wanted to touch on real quickly was the just a couple of the modes where uh, you of course had the free battle mode which is fun mm-hmm. You could choose any of the Pokemon, battle against your friends. Yes. It's, it's great. Or the computer. It's it's so much fun just to experiment with. Um, they had this tournament-style mode, which was the Pokemon Stadium. They had, mm-hmm. like, four different, like, levels of it. And then in each of those levels, there were four cups. So right. a lot of, like, a huge time suck, but really fun and they each have their different requirements like i think the small one is like pika cup and you can only use pokemon that are like a certain weight right. like they have to be really lightweight <laughs> or like a certain level like they can only be at level like 20 or something right yeah i forgot about that yeah yeah so you got like your cute fun cup and then mm-hmm. by the end you're doing the master cup which is just a brutal slog against <laughs> The most unforgiving trainers, their Pokemon mm-hmm. are so good. And the game, the original game has this sort of element to it that it always feels like the game gets more lucky than you do. Like right, yes. You, you might miss more than the game will. The game gets more critical hits on you. I was mm-hmm. just the other day, actually, I, sometimes I stream on Twitch and 
I had I hooked up my old Pokemon Red cartridge um, to my Super Nintendo because mm-hmm. it's got this like Super Game Boy thing that you can play Game Boy games on your Super <laughs> Nintendo. Wow! Um, so I was uh, streaming it, and I was. Of course, doing great uh, as I do, <laughs> but I noticed I was like counting the amount of critical hits that the enemies were getting versus me. And at one point they got like in a span of however many battles, like six critical hits and I had zero <gasps> and I had missed like twice and they had not missed. And I was just like, the, uh-uh. this game is out to get me, <laughs> but it's too much. Um, All that to say is that stadium, I felt like took that to another level Yeah, uh, and which was it would. This is a game that would get my blood to boil when you're like <laughs> late in a tournament, and you are hanging on by a thread, and you get what you what I would say is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether or not that's happening, and <laughs> and it was not only was it difficult, but like if you lose, um, you have to start the tournament over, and you can't right? just like shut off your N64 because then it at it acts as like you weren't playing. Right. It, it knows that you're trying to cheat. <laughs> uh, uh, so, just so brutal. I um, hate the computer. I'm always like, yeah, the computer's cheating. Like you can't. Which this they is are. too perfect. There's it's yes. too perfect. This is stupid. So I was always cussing out calm. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, uh, <laughs> I have been there. I think as recently as five years ago, my old roommate got a video of me like. I had Pokemon Stadium hooked up to the TV in the living room, just screaming at a Blastoise. <laughs> just being a child. Um, so th- that was that was one thing I really remember about it. And then lastly, the the gym leader tower was cool because it sort mm-hmm. of like um, was a way to simulate playing the gym leaders and the Elite Four in the game. And then of course, uh, just being able to play your actual Pokemon game on mm-hmm. the N sixty four with the transfer right. pack. That is really cool. Yeah, uh, and you could eventually, if you beat parts of the of stadium, they would give you a faster and faster Game Boy, so you could just like <gasps> zip through the game if you want. <gasps> it was That's nice. Really cool. They called it the Dodrio Game Boy. Was the final version. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, see, why were people mad at Pokemon Stadium then? It's like helping you in your other games. Yeah. Like you know what? Good point. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then. The, the last thing I wanted to say, which I think I've brought up is, uh, of course, like the coolest part was being able to bring your your Pokemon that were these little 8-bit sprites, these tiny little horrible sounding things on your Game Boy <laughs> and making them seemingly come to life in 3D was just right. unreal uh, yeah. and helpful because a lot of the best Pokemon that are available for you to rent, as they say, <laughs> they they give the better Pokemon more mediocre moves and the mm. crappy ones good moves, so there's a balance, but that makes it <laughs> tough funny. when you're going through like the harder parts of this game. Right, uh, right. So if you use your own, you can have good Pokemon with good moves, so it helped. <gasps> right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be um... – so drastic seeing yeah these pokemon in 3d now like yeah and pokemon snap came out the year before so it was the first time we had pokemon uh in i guess represented as 3d models which was so cool but then this one it was only i think like 60 of them were in that game Mm -hmm. but this one featured every pokemon in 3d you could like turn them around and look at look at them you could read about them (gasps) yes oh it was it was special. I loved yeah. it. I love this. Um, but I, 
I just wanted to get out a few of those extra features about the game. So I'm sorry for rambling for a while. No, on your it's episode. interesting. <laughs> um, but I did want to ask: was there was there anything you didn't get to share about Pokemon Stadium that? Oh, you know what, Paige? I almost totally forgot something. <gasps> I didn't what? even really. I wanted to dive in a little more about the context of when you were playing this in at the daycare and stuff. Right. So, yes. Because this is important. So you <laughs> you played this with your cousin. Were there? I mean, assuming like other kids probably at the daycare who were transfixed by this thing. Yes. Um, yeah. So my aunt, so for a while she had an in-home daycare, but then Mm -hmm. her daycare got like huge and it was like in another facility and there were about like 30 to 40 kids or something. Dang, that's huge. Yeah. So it was like, it was a big daycare. It was a big deal. And so you always had to call the Nintendo. It was always a fight to get the Nintendo. Oh my gosh. With that many kids? Yeah. That's... (laughs) Yeah. Well, like there were some babies, Mm -hmm. you know, they had to nap and stuff. And then you had quote unquote big kids. And (laughs) so, um, and yeah, this was, I wasn't napping anymore. I wasn't in preschool. So, um, I was hanging with the big kids and claiming the Nintendo, but honestly I would get it more because, my aunt owns the daycare. So Huge. you got that. You got that in. I love it. I was, I was bad. I was flexing my privileges very hard. Um, As one does. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, you can't tell me anything. And also like my mom started working at the daycare eventually. So, oh, wow. I, so it was like my whole family. I was like, yeah. my mom is here. My aunt is here. Back it. Like, yeah. I'll tell <laughs> my mom if you don't let me play. Uh, that that's so great do you remember like uh you don't have to get into the specifics but do you like remember some of the kids who were there because i went to daycare for a little bit growing up as well a little smaller facility and i remember those kids in like some of just like the the space um Mm -hmm. so uh yeah is there anything you wanted to share about that um, well, it's just funny. This daycare was like very rowdy. Like it was, <laughs> you know, I don't want to, um, talk mess about people, but these were bad kids. If yeah. you got kicked out of a daycare, you got accepted into my aunts. Like she oh, wow. put up with, um, some really bad kids. Yeah. So <laughs> we were, <laughs> so there were always like fights at this daycare and I was a gymnast so I was very strong and very tough so I was honestly fighting a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) you were you maybe didn't do so much Pokemon battling in the game but you were battling in the daycare yeah I was (laughs) that's why you want to play the mini games (laughs) (laughs) and but I felt like well whatever I'm not gonna get in trouble Um, yeah my (laughs) Mm-hmm. My aunt had to like talk to me. She was like, "You can't keep fighting people. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop!" Yes. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, yeah. And so, but it's it's a lot of boys. Like, I was fighting mostly boys, mm-hmm. um, not too many girls. But um, um, yeah. And the boys always dominated the Nintendo. I was one of the few girls that wanted to play. I wasn't. I didn't care about Barbies. I was like all about the Nintendo Mm -hmm. or playing outside. Um, And yeah, there was like, 
uh, there's this one kid, Isaiah, and he always had boogers all <laughs> oh, no. over. And I just didn't. I was like, don't touch the controllers. <laughs> like, he just always had... Uh, this is such a like, real go- visceral feeling that I'm I'm like feeling it right now. There's always a booger kid at daycare. Yes. Oh gosh. Like go wipe your nose. And his little brother also was like messy and crazy. They was always acting up. This is why I vividly yeah. remember them. We had to be like, shut up. Like he was one time Isaiah like called nine one one and just left left it on the table so they could just hear the like chaos of the daycare. <laughs> Like, that's a bad kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just somehow gets the phone, and and that's that's some uh, chaotic energy from Isaiah. Right yes! <laughs> Jeez. Was, and your cousin went to this daycare as well. Did you yes. say P? Yes, my younger cousin. Um, nice. Yeah, so his mom owned it, and um, yeah, he – so he was younger than me, but he was – I'm trying to think like when he really started playing like a bunch because in this era, I was maybe five, six, seven, Mm -hmm. it's probably years I was playing it. And he is four years younger than me. So he was like running around with the little kids a lot. But at his house, we would play together a lot. Um, yeah, we we didn't play together as much at the daycare. At the daycare, we had like our own friends, but then yeah. at night for dinner, like I was always over there and like hanging out, or he would come to my place, and we were because we just lived down the street from each other. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we were playing games together more so at the house, and my mom would play with us too. Like me, Max, my mom, we would all play. My aunt didn't play, but. <laughs> We would play together and there's like this picture of us playing and um, their cat is like laying on my back because we're all on our stomachs like, yeah, on the of floor at the TV. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the little cat um, snuggled with us. And yeah, that was, yeah, everyone thought my mom was cool because she wanted to play um, and no Hell other yeah, adults mom. wanted to play. That's so and, cool. Yeah. What a sweet a image too. That's really great. Yeah, it was a cute little do, picture. Do you still have that picture? Do you have you seen it recently? Yeah, but it's um like it was taken on a disposable camera, so yes. I need to like scan it yeah. and keep it digitally. It's like in my box of disposable camera photos. <laughs> I, if if you ever do that, I would love to see it. That sounds I love old pictures of 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 us as kids playing video games, it's always so cool to see. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's very cute. But yeah, the daycare was very rowdy. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we had to fight for controls and we had to limit the time. So yeah. um, I think though, and it always had to be like four player. Like you weren't ever allowed to have like one person on the Nintendo. If, yeah. If like everyone sense. was there. If, the, if it was like a dead time, then maybe. But yeah. If all the kids are there, you're you have to play group games. Otherwise, someone's crying, and then the teacher's mad. So <laughs> you don't want that to happen. Yeah, and you had about I think an hour, okay, which is a good bad. amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, people would get so mad if you were playing like Mario Party and you do like the hour limit. They were like, "Come on, <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's too many turns." <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Gosh, that's so funny. But yeah, I was always the first one. I was like, move, I'm getting it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, did you do that thing where if it wasn't, if it was like freezing and not working, you blew on the car cartridge? I do it to this day, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, who told us this was the answer? Because I found out later it's actually really bad for the cartridge. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) But honestly, I don't know the truth, but someone's like, that actually damages it more. And I'm like, why does it work then though, after I do that? So I don't know. I don't know the truth. It does make me curious enough to look it up before I do it again though. Yeah, I hmm. yeah would Google it because, cause well, like is there a way to clean the cartridge? Because it does, it can easily get dusty, and that yeah. always seemed like that was the problem. There's like dust in the stuff. So yeah, I think I think that you could probably, which I should maybe I should get one of these, uh, an air compressor, just like a tiny right. little thing with one of those like red uh, mm-hmm. straws on the end. That might be good. Maybe it's like the condensation of your spit that's bad for it. But I always oh. try. I don't. But when I blow into a uh, a cartridge, I try to give a pretty dry blow. <laughs> yeah. What it, whatever that, that means makes but, sense though. It's the yeah. spit, and you know, kids blowing, they're getting spit in there. Yeah, and if it was I, nasty though. Some people like would put their like mouth on it. I'm like, don't like be all up on it, like putting their lips and. Ew. <laughs> Like really blowing. It's like the same thing when people put their mouth on a water fountain. It's like, that's disgusting. Who taught you this? Oh my gosh. I'm getting flashbacks right now of kids doing that <laughs> on the on the playground at recess yes! or something. I knew there was this one kid, Troy, in my elementary school, and he did it. And I was like, I can't go after you in line for yeah. the fountain. Cause what are you doing? That just Come on, Troy. Troy. And I'm sure that I'm sure Isaiah would have done the same if if you would have yes. seen him. But uh, gosh. Uh, and it's Isaiah have such a visceral reaction to. His uh, pants were always falling down too. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always this like tripping. And we were like, get it together. <laughs> wow. Uh I hate to say it, but I kind of wish I could have seen Isaiah. I know, <laughs> I wish I had a picture. <laughs> so funny. Um Cool. Okay. I'm glad I got to ask about all that stuff. I almost totally forgot to ask you about <laughs> diving into the context more because that was worth it. Uh, um, before we do move on to the fun segments to close out the show, was there anything you didn't get to share about Pokemon Stadium that you wanted to or the context or or do you want to – is there any way you want to just say like wrap up your feelings about this game? Um, yes. Well, I really loved this game. Definitely wore it out. And (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, really connected with the minigames because I never felt good at like Pokemon battles, but Mm. I could solve a puzzle. I could be quick with the buttons. And, um, and yeah, I thought all the Pokemon looked fun and cute. I was really into animals. So I was like, these are like my pets, you know? So, (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I felt I felt connected because I was like, these are little little animal friends, and <laughs> that really made me uh, love them. And yeah, Pokemon, good times. Pokemon Stadium had some good times. Definitely played that like way. I want to say I probably played that until like 2005. Like amazing. That's a badge that a of honor, my friend. <laughs> That's great. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing about all that. And while while we're not done, I really do appreciate you diving into uh, you know your experience and uh, your history with it. So thank you. Um, thank you. Of course. Uh, but I do have two fun end of the show segments that I have to present to you. The first of which is the fact me by your game segment. And this is just where I share some facts with my guest about the game. And this is this I'm kind of stacked here. There's some big facts. <gasps> So, okay. so bear with me as this might be longer than this segment normally goes. But uh, <laughs> as we talked about earlier, um, and this all comes from Did You Know Gaming, which is a really cool uh, YouTube channel that they sort of do like profiles on games, series, creators, whatever, uh, nice. to share the like facts that you might not know. So this touches on the thing we were discussing earlier, how the that the game originally released in Japan was the first game but it wasn't complete so right. the version so we got it's so strange um <laughs> and i'll actually get into that a little bit but the version we got was the complete version that also released in japan but technically it's the second game in the series because it is a new game mm. um that original one like i said only uh contains 42 pokemon oh right uh, that you could battle with you could look at all of them i guess like the pokedex they have but mm-hmm. you couldn't use them. And then... Uh, <laughs> what a tease. What a huge tease. Um, <laughs> this all happened because originally the game was intended to be uh, used on what was called the Nintendo 64 disk drive, the DD. Oh. This was like an add-on that went on the bottom of the N64. <gasps> it only came out in Japan. It was discontinued very early, and it never came like to the U.S. or anywhere else. So, oh my gosh! Um, the intent the the intent was to release this sort of like not finished version, and then continue to upgrade it because they could rewrite mm. the software with the disk Got drive. It. But yeah, so I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Um, okay, wait. Yes. Follow up. So yes, I heard. Okay, Nintendo. And Sony were originally going to make something. Yes. And then they didn't. And then Sony was like, forget you, we're making PlayStation. Yes. Was that going to be like the thing? It was It was very similar Together, to what or? to what this disk drive thing is. Yeah. So Nintendo and Sony, this, so this was on the Super Nintendo. Um, they were going to make the Nintendo PlayStation was the name for it. Where it. it would have like a cartridge slot on the top. And then the disk drive on the bottom, mm-hmm. um, you can, it, I would Google image this later because it's really interesting. Uh, but then Nintendo, when they were going to present this idea at some conference, uh, basically pulled the rug out from under Sony and was like, <gasps> we're actually not going to work with Sony. We're going to work with Panasonic. <gasps> and uh, that was it. And then Sony's like, we're just going to make our own console. And now Sony's like... <laughs> Kind of the king. <laughs> yeah. And has been since that PlayStation 1 that you had. So, yeah, really wow. interesting. Um, it's interesting, though, because, like, um, PlayStation, the, you know, it's just like a newer model, but it doesn't, mm-hmm. like, change really. Whereas, yeah. like, Nintendo, you have whole brand new consoles, like, each time they've come out. Yeah. So, it's interesting the success of the PlayStation versus Nintendo when you could argue that there's a little more like innovation with Nintendo. Definitely. 
PlayStation has remained strong. You know, same thing with like Xbox. It's like they just kind of like update. You know, yeah. it's like the iPhone. It's like, okay, this isn't really that different, but like it's newer, so I'll get yeah. it. And, you know, the new games and stuff. But totally. I think it's interesting how Nintendo like comes out with like whole new consoles. Yeah, they they really I think that's a great point. They take such big swings sometimes to their benefit where it's like, oh my gosh, we've never seen anything like this. Well, right. like this is incredible. Like as much as the Wii was a a gimmick, it still <laughs> is the best selling uh, console of all time. Um, wow. Just because so many – everybody had one. It was like yeah. old folks' homes were like, well, we could bowl on it. So, right. <laughs> um, but then they'll – They'll do stuff where it's like the follow-up was like, we're going to do the Wii, but it's right. going to be better and it's going to have a gamepad and yeah. it sold 12 million units, which w- almost killed Nintendo. And then right. then here comes the Switch. So it's kind of like you I, – I really appreciate that we get that from Nintendo even if it doesn't always work out because mm-hmm. the Switch is like, what would I do without the Switch? It's great. Exactly. You know what? It's so funny because – okay, so I have a Switch Lite and my yeah. roommate, she has a Wii U. And oh she my gosh. really likes it. And I was like, people say this thing is dumb. And she was <laughs> like, she was playing Breath of the Wild on it. And oh, she's wow. like, what? No, I love the Wii U because yeah. whatever. And but I when I got a switch, I was like, oh my gosh, I got a switch. And she was just like, I mean, that's just like a Game Boy. And I was like, <laughs> bitch. Hater. This is new. Oh my gosh. And so much better, bitch. Look at the pixel quality. Okay. Yeah. So vivid. And now she has a switch and she's converted. Um, of course. But it just made me laugh because I was like, you know, nobody be like back in the Wii U like that. You are the only one. Come yeah, get a there's switch. There's very few of us like- out there. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, it was. Like they just really dropped the ball with the console. They it actually is a really cool console. I love what they did with it. The, the library is great, but yeah, it, it it failed. It was yeah, it failed, and people didn't know what the hell it was. They were like, right. "Oh, is this just a gamepad I buy for my Wii?" Uh, right, and you can't. It's not. You can't play it on the go, right? You have to correct. be connected to a t- See, that's yeah. crazy. It's almost like, oh, that was the step before the Switch was like, exactly. oh, this is the issue with this thing. So that's so yeah. that's so cool and so interesting. Um, the next fact that I have to share with you yes. is also from Did You Know Gaming. And um, the original release we were talking about uh, was uh, that first incomplete game was closely tied to uh, Pokemon tournaments that they were doing in Japan called oh. the uh, Pokemon League National Convention. Um, this They didn't use the game. It was just influenced by, by this where they would uh, – in fact, the Super Nintendo thing I was telling you about with the, the Game Boy player, mm-hmm. they would – kind of like eSports now, had a competition where people would plug in their cartridge – to a Super Nintendo, and they'd projected on this big screen behind <gasps> so everyone. Fun. It was this huge event. So um, they had these tournaments in Japan. The last of them was held in 1997, um, mm. and the winner and the runner-up of this competition actually had like their likeness featured as an avatar <gasps> in Pokemon Stadium. Oh my gosh! It, it's cool. So there's like two characters. I think they're just probably ones you'll find in the tournament. They they don't have like specific names they're usually like bug catcher or a student whatever (laughs) whatever they are but these two people had like their that's what the avatars were used for 
So, oh my gosh. Very yeah, cool. Very cool. And then uh, the last one I have to share with you is about surfing Pikachu. <gasps> so if you are able in this game to beat uh, the Master Ball Division on round two of the Prime Cup, so like the hardest part of the game, mm-hmm. um, if you bring a Pikachu with you into your party uh, and you and you win, the game will then offer for you to teach your Pikachu surf. And I didn't realize it's it, it was like a really cool thing that they had put in the game. And a couple of cool facts on top of that is that when you use the move in the game, famously in stadium, like this big wave comes and like crashes yeah. down on the enemy. <laughs> Pikachu will ride a surfboard. Yeah. To do this. And if it evolves to Raichu, it Raichu rides on his tail, which is Ooh. really funny. Um and there was also some stuff that was tied to the Game Boy game. Like if you had a surfing Pikachu in Pokemon Yellow, there's like a mini game you could do in the Game <gasps> oh Boy game. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so surfing Pikachu uh, is super cool. Uh, Very cool. And yeah, but that's it for the facts. Uh, and then lastly, we'll wrap up with the game recommendations. So Paige, yeah. this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, of, <laughs> of course, which this podcast is named after. Yes. Um, and the way I'm approaching these recommendations for you is as if uh, Pokemon Stadium is your army hammer. Uh, okay. No cannibalism involved here, <laughs> but it's your you know passionate summer love that you eventually move on from. Yes. And these three, Rex, are potential future romances for you um and i sort of like to style them like one of them could be like we i've had friends or i've done this where you the next person you date after a relationship is exactly the same or (laughs) or like wildly different or like a a rebound sort of thing so that's what these are sort of based off of more more fun than anything okay Um, great the first one is that if hypothetically you just really missed Gener- the first generation of Pokemon, which this is based off of, mm-hmm. and you want to visit them on a console, you could always try out Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, uh, <gasps> which, which is actually yes. on the Nintendo Switch. Um, so, of course, it's a traditional Pokemon game. There's like almost right. no mini games, but if that's your cup of tea, then there's that. Yes. Um, Eevee's so cute. Eevee is just so, <laughs> just one of my faves. Uh, and then the second recommendation is that if, uh, the mini games were your jam, and that was all. Which we found out. It turns out you love those things. <laughs> yes. And you and the N sixty four is close to your heart. I already know you like this game because you've said it. But I was going to recommend Mario Party three on the Nintendo sixty four. <gasps> oh yes. You know what? I don't think I had three. Did you have two or one? I had yes. I had one and two. We ended awesome. up playing two at the daycare so much. Two is where it's at, in my my per- humble opinion. Yeah, I love two. And then I'm trying to think. Um, I think I had. I think five is the one I had on the GameCube. Oh, nice. With the mic, I think that's. One. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know that I had. Three. No worries. I, I I would have normally go, gone with two, but I try to recommend stuff I've never recommended before. Mm-hmm. So you can take what you want. Uh, <laughs> well, and the last recommendation for you is that if you want to play uh, a game on the Nintendo 64, that uh, another 3D game that just has just 
bounds of content, so much different things to do. It's not just what you're used to in this normal genre of game, but it brings a lot of fun mini stuff or side stuff to do. That would be Diddy Kong Racing, which was another N64 game. Did you ever play this one? No, I actually didn't. I forgot about that one. Um, It's it's really great. It's um, uh, comparable to to Mario Kart 64, except it has so much more to do. Uh, there's like all these missions, there's a story mode. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a good one, but anyway, that's your game recommendations. And, uh, and unfortunately that brings us to the end of the show. Um, Uh. so before we plug and get out of here, I just wanted to say thanks again. This was so much fun to, to get to chat. Uh, I don't know. We've definitely never talked for an hour and a half straight, uh, right. <laughs> but good for us. And thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. I had so much fun talking about this. I was like, oh no, what if I'm a fraud and <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this game, but no, it was very, <laughs> I'm glad. very easy and I'm so happy. Good. And as we've learned, I think this is now the third time on the show. You're not a fraud. I You're who you are and you were perfect for this episode. So thanks. Um, Thank but you. I know you have some stuff to plug, so as much or as little as you'd like, and I'll include links in the show notes so people can just like click. So whatever you want to share. Yes. Um, like I said earlier, I'm dropping a podcast called This Is A Moment. Hell yeah. And you can follow us on Instagram at This Is A Moment Pod. And Amazing. then on Twitter at This A Moment without the is. We couldn't get couldn't get the same handle. I've been upsetting. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and that will be available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and some of the couple other fun ones. Cool. <laughs> um, and um, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Paige Elson, P-A-I-G-E-E-L-S-O-N. Um, I have a short film. I'm trying to think if I'll be able to like show it, show it, um, by the time this airs, but it's called drunk girl therapist. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it got into some festivals oh, congratulations. Uh, over the summer. Thank you. And one that'll actually be happening soon. Actually. Yeah. Okay. So Sweet. follow me on Instagram to get updated. <laughs> Killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about and, if, and um, listeners find it, it, even if it's not available, find it in the future. Yes. Find it in the future. Thank you. And, and yeah, that's, that's all I have to plug. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you again. I'll close this out with some plugs, uh, for the show and of my own. Um, (laughs) this show, uh, is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, video games, a comedy show, more of a round table style, uh, video game podcast, but it's a very fun. I, I recently guest hosted because he was too busy with his real, real life job and we did an episode uh where we created a video game charcuterie board uh so oh my gosh so we'll, fun we'll let you think of that what you will um his show's great uh our cover art is by at glenn.j on instagram uh he's got a really fantastic uh page you should check that out uh, and i'm on twitter at connor underscore mccabe and sometimes i stream on twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one.